Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Garnet. One Amethyst. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 175! Yeah. The crowd goes wild. Mm -hmm. They do. I can hear them. I, I in, just in no way does it sound like you're breathing. Nope. Not at all. I, do, I don't believe it. Don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Hey. Hey. Hey, Hansmites. How you guys doing out there? Good? Mm. Good? You're doing good? I hope so. I hope I, you're doing I hope you're doing good. I keep wanting to say I'm scrappy because Amethyst says she's scrappy. I mean, you can you can say that. Mm -hmm. You just, did. just, you just did. did, really. Yeah. Literally just said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Later on in Nerd Book Club, we will be discussing Shudder, Volumes 1 through 4. Have a lot to talk about, I think. Nah. Nah, nothing. Nah. She's like, hey, that was a comic. Bye. Mm. See you next comic week. Comic books. Comics. Ugh. 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 Speaking of comic books, some came out this week. Oh, yeah, good call. Yeah, we, we talk about those <laughs> in our first segment. It is time <laughs> for Weekly Floppies. <laughs> Weekly Floppies is the part of the show, and Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books to tell you to buy or do not buy them with a mush meter goes from one to five, if we are feeling mushy on about our decision. Our first book up is Kingpin, number one, written by Matthew Rosenberg, Art Ben Torres, Colors Jordan Boyd, Letters Travis Lanham. This is uh after we have Bullseye, number one, now we have Kingpin, number one. I'm wondering if all these things are going to be coming together at some point. Nah, nah, not a chance. Not a chance, of course. Not why would they do that? No chance at all. This is a uh, this Kingpin is certainly feels like it is hewing closer to the Netflix mm -hmm. Kingpin, uh, and I think it's interesting. I think, I, I support it. I think that I mean I like the Netflix Kingpin because it does it adds a little bit of you know nuance, humility, yeah. vulnerability, yeah. Well, there's no... He's not just a giant man that like murders people and yeah. kills ninjas. And... He he has some weird flaws and like sympathy you you can you can mine mm -hmm. in there. Uh, and I think this is you know this is Wilson Fisk trying to ha and, like get this writing writer lady to write his biography. Um, and it seems like like it, at its at at the surface level like him trying to go clean. Mm -hmm. But of course, there's complications, and we're you know there's doubts about all of that. I my main thought about it is like I like this comic. I think I I I, I like pretty much everything about it. Mm -hmm. I'm my only concern is will it have will it lead to anything meaningful? Like if both these characters are in the same place by the end, did, did like does it matter? Does it do anything? Like I, I kind of don't want just five issues and then Kingpin's the same guy again, or like, and nothing has changed. Like that seems. 
I don't think you're going to change the kingpin. I know. That's the thing. It's kind of like it's kind of like changing the juggernaut. Well, they've done that. Uh, they did do that. It wasn't very oh, yeah. good. It was very bad. Uh That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Like change everyone, but it doesn't mean that it's good. I don't know. I I I really I like this writer lady. Do you like the writer lady? Oh, you the character? I thought yes. you were talking about like it's a dude that wrote this no, book. No, 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 not the actual writer. The <laughs> the, the the character in this in this She comic is book. uh she's an interesting enough character. Um no, it's it's a little it's a little silly, it's a little tropey, you know. It is at times. I mean, how many places have you seen this exact kind of character and this exact structure? I do like that she's like a recovering alcoholic, and I I, I don't know. I, they, they do find ways to make it interesting. I mean, it is a solid comic, and it is – it's more of a thinky comic, you know, and I, I like thinky comics. So I, I – it's it's good, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I like on the merits of this book alone. I am a I am a buy. I'm not. There's no mm-hmm. mush there at all. It's more about my qualms about like I, I the the nature of super superhero, superhero stories and serialized superhero stories is you know effectively things don't change that much. It's more like if it reveal if there's some character nuance and some depth there that I'm usually on board. Like you could look at. Like I, I, I think to Jason Aaron's Thor over the past mm-hmm. five five years, where Thor isn't that different, but he's gone through a lot of things that have that like have, and of course Jane Foster as well as she took up the the title. Like I think all those things aren't necessarily like huge changes from their characters. I think they've always acted in character, but I, like I fully expect by the end of this that end of those Thor to have. Thor be Thor again. Like, I don't ever not expect that, and I don't really expect Kingpin to never not be Kingpin, but mm. I want the journey to be worth it. You know, I don't want it to be an, a worthless journey of like, hey, we want to tease him changing, and then nothing actually meaningful happens. I think they could actually call like the subtitle for for you know, superhero comics could be a worthless journey. <laughs> I think you could. I think you could just literally call it that. I don't. The art in this reminds me of Tim Sale. I get that. I don't think it's as good as that, but it's got weird stylization in the way Tim Sale would do things. Uh, heavy blacks. Yeah, that's. I think those yeah. two things are the things that stood out to me. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I I, I like it because it it is. I think it suits the story especially because it is not really mm-hmm. you're, you said it is more of a talky, thinky mm-hmm. com- comic than it is you know just to Daredevil punching people or whatever it, you know or Kingpin even Kingpin does punch a couple people but it's very short and yeah I think it's a, that's a, a and then presumably murders a junkie maybe he just overdosed mm. it's entirely possible it's what they want you to what a lot of people do when they get too much money <laughs> uh I'm a buy I like it I enjoy it I. I am I am not overly thrilled by the artwork, but I think the whole package it all comes together. I I do I do like what this is. I, I I'm a I'm a buy on this. That is a double buy on Kingpin number one. Next up we have the Justice League of America Rebirth number one, written by Steve Orlando, pencils Ivan Reese, inks Joe Prado and Eau Claire Albert, colors Marcelo Maiello, Clayton Cow's letters. So all those uh, single issues, 
Oh, we read? I think we missed uh, the Killer Frost one. Uh, we were off that week. Have they, we we see the finished finished book finished thing? The team. This is the team mm-hmm. comes together. The gang's all here. The gang's all here with Batman. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was. I did not expect Batman to be in this book, but I guess I just haven't been kept keeping my eyes open enough. I feel like they've been talking about that though. They probably I was not have. surprised about uh, surprised by it. I guess I, I shouldn't say surprised. I was I, like I was like oh okay Batman makes sense really. Well, I mean, they're not going to put together a team of, like, kind of losers and not put... I mean, I'm just glad that Martian Manhunter's not in it also. (laughs) We've made that joke that that's, like, the bare minimum of your Justice League is you've got to have Martian Manhunter in it. There's a Lobo. Mm Mm-hmm. There's Lobo. Okay. I have... I know there were two Lobos at some point in the New 52. Yeah. And one was, like, the metrosexual Lobo... And then the other one is this, the, the, the old Lobo who says the words frag and bastitch a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. Batman makes, he a, feels so 90s. He really, I mean, I'm just curious, like, Batman makes a point that, like, these are all humans, no gods. Mm hmm. He doesn't fit in that mold. Lobo, no. Lobo, this Lobo is he still like a Superman. super alien dude who, like, yeah. Yeah. But he's afraid of Batman, or at least, like, is, like sup i don't know he 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 lets batman boss him around mm-hmm. i'm i don't know that's I, I i like he's in there because he's it's a weird thing and i don't know i i i don't know if it's gonna turn out to be good with him on the team but he's he's like the wolverine he's the mm-hmm. you, you know you gotta have the uh, oh, uh, and you know you're he is very 90s but i kind of He's just enough. There's just enough of him that, and not enough, too much of him that I don't mind mm-hmm. that. I think. I think I'm fine no, with the flavor I, of it. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's okay in this. I don't. I don't hate it. Hate it. I mean, um, I, and I don't think I would hate it even in the best of times. For some reason, I I never read uh, Lobo comics, but I always thought he was a a neat character. You know, he's flying through space like as a biker and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's just—he's like space Lemmy. He is space Lemmy. I think that's yeah. that's that. You could say those two words to me, and I go, okay, that's enough. I'm I'm on board mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, I like those two things together. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a amount of charm in even if how 90s he, he is. He's there's a certain amount of charm in his creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, I don't. Do you are you sold on this title going forward? Do you are you interested in the official JLA number one? You want to see what happens? I think that is the ultimate test of this comic. I think that even this reading this, I kind of feel like I hadn't. I did not read any of the other rebirths that led up to all of them. They were all reasonably good comics, but I, they've made them seem more frivolous and useless. I'm certainly not interested in going back and reading the ones that we passed over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, like those other books, it feels sort of watered down, like it's the shareware version of, of what you're looking for, you know? Like it's, it's, there's pieces of it missing. I think it's starting to gel. You know, things are starting to come together. It's starting to feel better. And I still am putting my faith in Steve Orlando. I I, 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 I enjoy it well enough. I, I it, think it, it is certainly one Steve Orlando I 
he's a, a a good comic book writer. I generally will mm-hmm. at least give a shot at anything. And we'll, you know, I think I'm interested in this team if it has an angle about the team. And I think the Batman yeah. saying, this is humans only, no gods. Mm-hmm. Like, I want, if that becomes a central focus, on the, like, it becomes the, the point of which this team kind of focuses around. Like, they yes. are, like, more concerned with, because they're human, because they're mortal, because they're not Superman or Wonder Woman, they understand the scale of, you know, mm-hmm. the threats facing humanity better. And if that becomes the focus of the team and it's not like, I feel like that's the main thing I look for in team books is like, what are, what is this? What are they doing? You know, like in, in, if they are doing it well, like a lot of, like, I don't want just like general, like a robot shows up in an issue and then and mm-hmm. Lobo stabs it or something. I, I want like, a theme to to work through as I read the, the book. Yeah. It's, it's more thoughtful, thesis-driven. It's got a point to it. Even if We it, say perspective or point of view at times as well. Yeah. I think that also works in a pinch. Yeah, I just, I, I want it to say something. Even It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be complicated, but just do something that's not, like I'm, that is just like each of these characters have a plot point and mm-hmm. that's what happens. Like I want the team, like if you're going to sell me a team book, make it a team book. And I don't know. I just look at that page that is like coming up and it has the race stabbing Lobo. And then there's like an Assassin's Creed character that the, uh, the Adams is, is with a Assassin's Creed character with a laser gun and Batman mm-hmm. has a shield. I'm just curious. Those are like compelling single panels, but I, I'm more, I'm just the cohesive whole, I think. But I, if you want to get a sense of what this book is going to be, I, you know, pick this up. I think it has enough merit in it. Uh, I actually am more interested looking back at that Killer Frost one because she's the one who's like coming clean. It used to be a criminal. Like I, if they're going to, that would actually be the rebirth issue. I think we skipped in the one I'd actually want to read, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm mushy by like one. I don't think I'm even that. Okay. This is, um, of all the stories we've read about these characters and none of them were bad. You know, this is the best. So, so a- I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty confident buy here. Okay. So double buy on justice league of America rebirth, the mush meter of 0.5. Uh, next up is Steven universe. Number one. Created by Rebecca Sugar. Created by Rebecca Sugar. Written by Melanie Gilman. Illustrated by Katie Farina. Colors Whitney Coger. Letters Mike Fiorentino. Designer Grace Park. I would be remiss after all you've talked about Steven Universe if we didn't read Steven Universe. The the problem that I have with these books, were you going to ask me something real quick? No, go ahead. The problem that I have with these books is it's they, they, they can't. They're they're kind of not allowed to do a whole lot, you know. They can't introduce plot points or characters or anything. It all has to be fluff. And this is not a bad issue, but it is like the fluffiest fluff that I've ever seen uh, for a kind of comic like this. I don't know that that's a huge problem. I mean, if you if you like Steven Universe, I very much do this is like a cute fun i don't know experience they get the tone right the characters act correct um the art and color is very good um so is it just 
I I think I I have not watched any Steven Universe still. It's like this, but it has more of a point. I yeah, uh, I I I figured. Uh, I enjoyed it enough. I don't think I'd mm-hmm. like keep. I think I'd watch the television show and then come back and read the comics if I you know was super super in love with it. Uh, I think I think you would enjoy the television show. I think I would. Too. Um, th- I have read multiple issues of the comic, both before and after um, watching the show. I I am obsessed with the show i think it's one of the best things on television right now i think the show is genius um this comic is fine it's a fun cute little kids book and it is well made um okay i'll ask you this is it worth it for fans of the show if you really really like the show do you is this a like a need I say no. Okay. Personally, I'm kind of a pass on. I'm like a soft pass on this. I'm not like, ugh, it's bad. I mean, I like Katie Farina. Um, you know, I'm a fan of uh, Whitney Coger, who does the colors, and I think that it that it looks great. It looks like the show, you know, which is a very nice looking show. Um, does it need to have? Does this comic need to have? If it, let's say, they did something important. You know, if they did something on like a plot that was similar to a part of the, the television did, the, the television show did, if right. it had something meaningful happen, not just like a one episode adventure that we we end up where we started, basically, that is fun, but not necessary. If it did that, would you be diff- have a different uh, opinion? Potentially. Um, I, I wish they could do stuff that was, you know... T- sort of part of the canon and, 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 and worked like, you know, this is just Steven hanging out with two of the characters. Um, we should, we totally should have been Peridot and, uh, Lapis. That would have made much more sense. Oh no. We had, we had to be Garnet and, and Amethyst. We, these two, mm-hmm. the green one and the blue one. I understand. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think inherently these books have to be fluff. I don't think it's possible. I personally would like an experience where there was actual good canon stuff in both media. I would approach that and it would be more, it would just be more, more good stuff for me, you know, but they don't approach it that way and it's fine. And there are people that like them, you know, this is a book for, I mean, you, our, 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 our mutual friend, Ivy Decker, you know, who's been on our show, mm-hmm. will probably buy this book because she buys almost everything she can find related to Steven Universe. I've never seen anyone so obsessed with, with a cartoon. Um, but it's well worth being obsessed over. I don't know. It's, it's fabulous. I think that they avoid the, they want these to be digestible in one sitting by yeah a kid even like you know like a, yeah so they probably like hey you have to kind of i mean the adventure time comics are no different uh mm-hmm. i i like those a lot but i you know i've i have watched all the adventure time and i think they are the fairly creative about... fairly creative yeah. in their like design like you know have you have in ryan north and uh Braden lamb and shelly paraline uh they uh they created comics that were 
like interesting not just on a storytelling level but in like conceptuals like they had to choose mm-hmm. your own adventure uh, issues and like you know yeah. weird stuff like that and i think that this is if you are a fan of the show i think you'll like it as a supplementary thing but i don't it's certainly not a the pri- thing a primary that i like source. right the thing that i like way more and i think that it 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 feels like the stakes are different with an adventure time comic versus a steven universe comic because steven universe is really well thought out and there are a lot of things that are just fundamentally mysterious and it feels like they write it with a lot of reservations with a lot of you know caveats you can't do this you can't do this you know you can't step on the toes of these things you know, and it 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 just ends up. You know, you have a you have a uh, uh, a story about Stephen raising a baby bird that he's very careful to use the pronoun they for it. <laughs> I did notice that. Yeah, I'm like, can I call them Susan? Like that doesn't even make sense. But no, they're like, we have to, we can't gender this bird. I'm like, yeah, you can. It's a bird. Birds have genders. They 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 well. Depending on whom you ask, birds have a sex. Okay, that's gender I get, is a I, sociological construct. Okay, that is fair. Birds do have sex. That is the argument for that anyway. But I mean, who the fuck? I don't know. Whatever. I'm not gonna argue too much about birds and <laughs> no, no <laughs> cloacas. I don't have a, a like. I don't have a dog in that fight. I don't. Yeah. Have a, I don't have a bird in that fight. <laughs> um. Are you a bi, Eric? Sounds like you're oh, not. Oh God. Uh. Oh, I want to say so just because I like the people involved. If you just want more Steven Universe or comics for kids or whatever, it's great for that. I like the talent in this book. I did not hate reading it. I could pass on it if I'm being perfectly honest. So that's what that's where I'm leaving it. I'm uh, I am I'm a soft, uh, a gentle do not buy. So it's a mushy do uh, not buy. Or we I, we've that's that's allowed. We've done that before. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a do not buy with a trigger warning. Oh. Um it'd be weird if I said buy after you said do not buy and you're the big fan. You can say buy if you if you read it and you liked it I, and you enjoyed it, you can have your own opinion. I did like it. It is it is fluff. I think you're yeah. you're 100% correct. It is a charming little story that doesn't really mean anything in the greater scope of things. I think that mm-hmm. is a good parameter if you're going to if you like if you'll buy this. If you want a charming little story that doesn't mean anything in the greater scope of Steven Universe, then you should buy this comic because that's exactly what it is. It's well done. I think it executes its ideas as well as it can. Uh but if you I certainly wouldn't suggest it if you haven't watched the show um, if you're a fan, I, you know, probably like, do you want that thing? So uh, I'll say I'm a mushy buy to kind of reflect that in that mm-hmm. it is a well done thing that I probably would want if I've watched the show to, you know, which I will eventually, you know, in my lifetime. You should just, 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 just bite the bullet, bro. I should. The hamster, the hamster likes it. I know. Matt Matt hates sunshine. Is it? Is it? He likes Steven Universe. Is it weird to? Is it weird that I, I'm like afraid to engage with anything he has an opinion on? (laughs) He's a little aggro about his opinions. He's a. 
Uh, so are you. I am, well, I, that's why <laughs> you I started. really are. That's why I started podcasts. That's why, that's exactly why these, that's why we're doing this. <laughs> it's okay. So, so that's You're, a, d- people can have opinions. They can. And I, if I, 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 I don't know. I have the confidence to disagree with them and not be a dick about it. S- split decision, Steven Universe number one, uh, with, I don't His know how you, cracked. I don't know how you average the, the, uh, 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 mushes from two different meters. This is complicated science. You just, it's, it's, uh, it's a shruggy on the mush meter. <laughs> oh, okay, good. You... <laughs> shruggy emoji. <laughs> Emoticon, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, our next comic is Death Be Damned, number one, written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker and Andrew Miller, illustrated by Hannah Christensen, colored Juan Useche, lettered Colin Bell. I'm always intrigued by Western comics. I like Western comics, too. And it in the solicitation, it was like Supernatural Western in the style of The Sixth Gun and uh, Pretty Deadly. I'm like... I I like not, not really. I, I no. I mean, I like. I was. I said I like those comics. But then I read this. I'm like, it, these. I mean, it is a western, and yeah. it is supernatural to an extent. Mm-hmm. I would not put it in the same uh, sub western genre as either of those comics, which I don't lump together either. I don't. Those are two different, very different comics themselves. Even though they are both supernatural westerns, such as and East of West as well, which is also a different thing than all of them as well. Uh, way we lump things together. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I think it is a, an okay and serviceable comic. Um, it goes a long way to reveal plot and probably not enough to reveal character and that the characters still feel pretty generic. Um, could shape up to be pretty good you know i think the the line art's very simple the coloring's very nice it it it's it's interesting i they would not say kimasabi that comes from the fucking lone ranger yeah there's zero chance that they would say that yeah i don't to an indian person in the actual they would just call him a racial slur and be done with it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, they they would not use a, a a person today perhaps would use kimosabe, kimosabe. but yeah. certainly not a person in the old west. Um, mm-hmm. I wish it. I I don't. Maybe some of this stuff will make more sense in context of the whole thing. But mm-hmm. it feels like it is your, what you said about. It says a lot about plot, but not about character. And there is a mm-hmm. lot, like, long sequences with, like, this dude in the street where she's trying to get information. Like, why is that interaction happening? Yeah. Why, why doesn't yeah, she it... just go to a dude and ask, where's this? I'm looking for this guy. And he goes, he's in there. Like, way shorter, way easier. Like, you want to get that lady up to the upstairs where she gets shot and then she gets resurrected. Like, why is that? Unless, I, unless these characters all mean something. As we continue, which they could, it just doesn't feel like they will. Um, it feels very much like unnecessary stuff in there. I don't, I like, I didn't care about, like, I don't care about the people at this bar. I don't, like, mm-hmm. I don't care about the the prostitute. I don't care about, like, I, I care, like, what do I care about in this comic? I care about that woman whose family's been killed. I care about this funeral director guy who's a Native American. I like, and his weird religious amalgamation that he uses to try and summon like try and get his wife back like those are the two Mm -hmm. things i care about i'm supposed to care about in this comic and there's a lot of time spent with 
like ancillary characters who I have no there's no charm in them to me. Like I like the idea of a guy like of like this of this weird working relationship with the the, the funeral the the I don't what a morgue he's not a doctor I don't like what is he is he's he's the undertaker under, they under, say he's the undertaker he's an under, well he's an undertaker uh he's ta- he's the taker does the undertaker do did the undertaker the- do autopsies or cut up or is that just because well, he's I mean, a weirdo they it's 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 a frontier town they don't have he's probably also the dentist and the barber. They don't have like a, you know, no one has just one thing they do. You got to wear many hats, and we just one of them have to be that giant wide brimmed Undertaker hat, which mm-hmm. he does, he does actually actually doesn't wear that. Um, not really. I guess it is wide brimmed. Mm-hmm. He's the Undertaker. He's also his own Paul Bearer. <laughs> I fucking love Paul Bearer so much. Well, rest in peace. I know. Um, I think I'm a very mushy buy on this. I uh, I don't know that I'm very mushy, but my number's three. I would say I'm a four. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think I, I, I really like how it looks. I like the idea of it a lot. I think the cover's ex- awesome. Yeah. I think Love the, this cover. The execution of it is a little, is my complaint, but I'm sure it could, it could round into shape. And it's a miniseries, which I like inherently mm-hmm. because it means there's a concrete end in mind. Uh, you know, there's a beginning and an end. So I'm a, that's like double by mush me or three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Our last book of the week is Fisher. Number one. Come on. Is the script and design, Tim Daniel covers art and colors by Patricio Del Peche letters by Darren Bennett. This is the first comic from vault comics, new publisher. Uh-huh. Who's there? They'll be having, I think, three more books announced. They'll be coming out in the following month or two. And I've seen the promos for them. I was like, eh, I want to check them out. See how they see what they're like. They seem to be doing like stories like this, like focusing on like I don't know weird genres mixed up with like new perspectives. Using like it's not just like white dude. It's going to be like well, that. Doesn't sound like uh, comics in 2017 at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's well. I mean, that's part. I think part of uh, our discussion. I think part of the mm-hmm. why I wanted to read it is like that focus. Is that like it's interesting? Will it work? Is it good? Like those are all important questions. Okay, Eric. Is, it, is this I, good? I, Does it work? I think it's. I think it is pretty good. Um, I mean, I would compare it directly to that last book, and that you know, it's a it's an issue one. It's all kinds of new stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Both of them are just thrusting it out there. Here it is. I think this one's more successful. And then it doesn't dwell in a whole bunch of crap. It doesn't feel like it doesn't matter. Everything feels like it's being economical. You know, yes. every everything is advancing plot or character. Yeah, I think that's you know? why I would like we I mentioned all those scenes in Death Be Damned where we're like, I don't care about. Who are these people? They don't matter. But in this, it feels like every character we see time with feels like they do matter because it feels like this comic is definitely going to be focused on this town. And primarily, you know, the, the relationship uh, between uh, the pon- ponytail man and uh, and pregnant lady, I feel like that relationship and then her, their relationships with their their family and how this town works, plus, like, the weird supernatural thing in this really, like immediately draws me in and makes me 
Like they Fisher, like hey, this comic's called Fisher. Mm-hmm. You see a Fisher, things happen. Mm-hmm. It feels feels like an M Night Shyamalan movie, kind of. It does, which will I think those movies, all of his movies, hinge on execution, mm-hmm. and I think this book is executing very well. I, yes, I think I the plot itself is is interesting enough, but it wouldn't work alone. You need those character those character moments and interactions to work as well. And I feel like they really do. I, and, uh, I, I, I like it. I like the colors. I like the, the, mm. the, like, I don't, I, I can't get enough of this neon. Like anytime yeah. people are using this neons, like style guide, I'm always like, I'm on board. I like it mm-hmm. every time. I don't know. No, just, it's, I, uh, it's, it's very, uh, on trend color. I'd say it's very, very good. I think it, I think it, like works especially in this because it is in contrast to I don't know I I think I have you know at reading comics for large portions of my life I've been trained to like those the normal pa- color palette mm-hmm. and it is still new and exciting when they people use pastels or neons like it's different and it immediately stands out um I'm a buy I like this comic yeah I enjoy it too double buy on Fisher number one. Fisher number one was not always our fifth comic we were going to read. Uh-oh. But then I saw it came out, and I'm like, oh, okay. No, it is now. What was it going to be? Was it going to be Empowered? It was. I kind of regret. I I want to read this. I'm looking at it right now. I really like Adam Warren. He's a a, a dumb horn dog, but... Uh, that can have its appeal? His, his books are fun. What? I said that can have its appeal. No, it does. I, I, I'm a dumb horn dog. We... <laughs> We, uh, I don't know. We're, we're, we're cut from the same cloth. I, uh, idolized Adam Warren when I was a young man. I looked forward to looking through this book a little bit later, but I did not have too much time as, uh, this weekend has been very busy. Very busy, you say? Mm-hmm. Well, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to during the week. Things we've played, done, read, viewed, whatever. Uh, recommendations or things, cool things to do. Why you been busy, Eric? Um, just a lot of things to do, baby. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, I, I guess I could tell you this is a lot of stuff about people that you know. Okay. So I was uh, goofing off on my phone at red lights, and I saw uh, your brother-in-law, Yusuf Danik, creator of our theme song. Mm-hmm post that he was playing a show at a restaurant in St. Pete that I'd always wanted to go to. It's called the Iberian Rooster. So I call him and I say, hey, I see you're playing a show. What's going on? Uh, he's like, yeah, it just sort of came together at the last minute. And then he says, we go on at midnight. That's a that's late. Yeah, I was like, that's insane. That's very that's a fairly late start. So I've I've seen his band many times and I just sort of like hanging out with him at the shows. Um, so I got a bunch of coffee, stayed up and finished some work and, uh, went out to, uh, St. Petersburg and saw a show and it, it, it was, it was pretty fun, but it has completely ruined my, uh, my sleep schedule because <laughs> I went to bed at 4 a.m. and woke up at 7, 7.45. Oh, wow. Well, that additional 45 minutes makes all the difference. Mm, I, mm. <laughs> no, I know it doesn't. I uh I I got up uh later that morning and finished 
my first How To Geek article for this year. And then I started working on uh, that comic page. I believe I told you that I was working on that again. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, because we talked about it. I uh, I sent you the revised dialogue and revised it again uh, based on our conversation. Uh, and then I spent probably four hours doing flats to it. I've explained what flats are. You have. Okay. You're supposed to say no so I can explain it to listeners. You have, but I've forgotten. <laughs> well done. Well done. They'll probably buy that. Okay, good. Uh, so the idea is it's like prep work on a uh, on a more raw file, and you set it up in Photoshop to where there are just sort of shapes or whatever that are drawn underneath the line work that the colorist can use to, to you know get to get to the 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 work more quick. It's just taking some of the more technical oh, I need to trace this shape off or, you know, there needs to be this or whatever. It's not really about doing, like, final color work as much as it is just sort of getting physical, like, not physical, but getting objects in place that they can use to to do the final color art, if that makes sense. And I spent a long, long time uh, prepping that thing. It was, it was pretty brutal. Um, yeah, so I did that. And uh, I'm just waiting to hear back from uh, Mr. James Harvey, who I'm commissioning to uh, do the artwork. And I'm going to be working with my uh, my other friend, Ryan Cecil Smith, um, to uh, do the color separations. And we're going to do a risograph print, which I don't know that I told you that. You did not. Do you want me to talk about risograph? Sure. What's a risograph? Um, it's like a weird, cheap copy machine, you know, that, that people popularized or... It was it was popularized specifically because you can change out the ink in the drum. It's it's like a knockoff of a Xerox machine or something, right? But you can change out the ink from the drum, print different colors, and the benefit of this is you can do like weird artsy um process color stuff, you know, like weird things. Like I can create a file and like separate the the colors into like you know i could do like blue and neon green or something and then i have a print that is in blue and neon green and is not in cmyk renditions of blue and neon green do you understand what i'm telling you yeah i I get the gist it's kind of like i make a stencil on a screen you know in screen printing and i push a blue ink through there it's kind of the same idea in that i'm printing a grayscale file into a printer but the ink is not gray. It's blue or it's neon green or it's neon pink or whatever, you know, or ostensibly any color that can go in that drum. They have a pretty wide range of things, but I've spent a long time working on that and not a lot of time napping. <laughs> I think it's more important to, to nap. Um, saw our friend, uh, Melissa on her birthday party, which was Saturday night. Did you dress up? I did. Of course not. <laughs> Do you really think I have, like, Hogwarts-themed stuff? Just, uh, no, I fully expect you to answer no, but I had to ask, because I, wanted, no, I my... wanted to make you say no, of course not. Well, I mean, that's fine, too. I mean, but you... if no, of course not. <laughs> I was gonna, I mean, like, it, you could just do, like, they do have primary colors they're associated with. You could just find colors that... I was, uh, I was wearing black for serious black. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You dressed up. Mm-hmm. You, uh... 
What's that, uh, what's that, that word for when you, uh, you dress up as a Disney character in a Disney park without actually doing it? I forget the name of it. There, my wife chimes in. Disney, Disney bounding, you, you Hogwarts bounding. There, wow. Okay. I don't know. I didn't, didn't know that was a thing. It is a thing. Cause you can't dress up as a Disney character at a Disney park. You'll get kicked out. Unless you were never, unless never you're, heard it. But now you people dress up as Disney characters, like but in plain clothes, basically. Ah, uh, I see it now. It's, it's it's super cute. It is it is pretty cute. Um, but you did that, but for a party. That sounds like a thing that I would do. Yep, exactly. I think there's a there's appeal to that. I like that. What did I do today? Oh yeah, God, the um. You hit things with a hammer. The, apparently, I saw a picture of you with a hammer. Oh yeah, dude, that hammer weighed thirty kilograms, sixty-six pounds. That's that's many pounds. That's that was um, it was not the easiest to sling that thing around. Um, you know, I I I wasn't going to talk about um exercising at the 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 Air Force Base gym, but I certainly did that today. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Now my friend John is uh, a mechanic in the army. And, He's also like super fitness nut, so he's talking about us going to the gym every Sunday now, and I'm all I'm all about it. Um, I was breaking my shins on the heavy bag, uh, but no, I was going to talk about the People versus O.J. Simpson. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I've heard a lot about it. I've not actually watched it. It is excellent. I really, really, really like it. Um, I mean, you're probably like me in that you'll um. You'll watch and be like, "Oh, I remember all this stuff happening," but I don't recall hardly any of the details that they talk about. You know, the um, I don't. I, I remember the talk about the Bronco, like the low speed chase, and all the circus about it. But it all none of it made sense to me. I was like in middle school or something. But it it all seemed. Very big and overblown and, and nonsensical, but it's the 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 show itself is gripping. Like I kind of wish I was watching it right now instead of talking to you. Ugh. I'm very sorry. Yeah, you're so you're not you're not OJ Simpson. I'm not a Cuba Gooding Jr. plays OJ Simpson, which I think like physically he's like kind of wrong. He is, but for it, but he's, he's a he's a great great actor. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, generally like. I don't like OJ Simpson was a behemoth. He was a football player. What do you want? <laughs> no, of course. That's that's yeah. He does does not look like a little guy, but like Cuba Gooding plays him so vulnerable. You know, he's very unbalanced, and I don't know. I am enjoying the hell out of it. I think I kind of want to read the book that the the miniseries is based on too. But it's available on your uh, on your Netflix. I, I recommend you watch it. Right after uh, Steven Universe. Yeah. Did I tell you I watched the '80s on on? Uh, did I check in with that ever? You watched the what? The '80s. It's a documentary about the '80s. No. And it's called the '80s. Okay. Uh, I did not know. I did not. Okay. I wish I'd checked in with that before. It's super good. Also on Netflix. All this like weird nostalgia stuff for these time periods is is a little unsettling for me, but it's fascinating. I didn't have I don't know. The world has always been a complicated mess, but it also seems so simple compared to today. To today, but that I don't know. 
I would recommend both of them, but currently I'm watching um, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Really, really very good. What about you, buddy? Um, hmm. Um, I got I've, nothing to check in with. I've, I mean, I've been playing video games that I've, but they're all video games. I've, I've played, I played Titanfall two a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I, that is, I, I am not getting tired you, of it. That's, that's good. It is a very fun game that I'm not, a lot of times the thing that drives me away from multiplayer, competitive multiplayer games after a time is that the skill ceiling is too high that mm-hmm. people who play a lot get so good that I just get stomped over and over and over again, and I go, uh, I mean, I like this game a lot, but this is not fun for me. I don't want to die a hundred times in a row. Uh, but it is not that I am, I am, I'm not, I'm usually not the best player in a game. Um, I, I've gotten MVP number one a couple times, but generally I'm in the middle, but that's fine. I'm fine with being in the middle. Like, I just don't want to be the bottom every time. So it's still a lot of fun. Like, I think my thesis around Titanfall 2 is like, hey, do you like doing cool shit in video games? Mm-hmm. This game is like all cool shit. Even when you fail, you fail spectacularly and it like feels it's it's cool. Like even when I'm losing badly, which happens from time to time, it's unavoidable really. I just go like, well, what's the craziest, stupidest thing I can try and do right now? Go straight at that Titan and try and murder it by myself? Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to die, but whatever. We're already down 200 points. It doesn't matter. So that's what I'll do. And that's kind of how I – like, if we're it's a close game, I'll play more conservatively. But if it's not, I'm like, I'm going to do crazy stuff. That's what this game's for. I run down three walls and then jump midair, shoot uh, like a fire star into the vision plate of a Titan, jump on his back, pull out its – its battery, uh, run behind cover, shoot it with grenades. It charges at me. I drop my Titan on top of it and then get in my Titan with a new battery, <laughs> which is a thing I try and do many times. I've only successfully done it like twice, but that's fine. It's still really cool. Uh, I've been playing Enter the Gungeon some more, which I love Enter the Gungeon. They you, just had a you su- can't you can't quit Enter the Gungeon. Well, they just had a supply drop update, which uh, added a bunch of new guns, new enemies, new bosses. And uh, pasts for both of the secret characters, which are basically the endings. Like, depending on what character you play through the game, uh, you finish the game, you'll get their their past. Uh, and there's two secret characters, and I have gotten be- and I've beaten both of their pasts. Uh, both are fun. I really like them. I like that entire game. That game is, I think, it was my game of the year last year. Uh, it is so much fun. Uh, I I just love it with all my heart. I've also been playing Fallout 4 again. <laughs> I have been too. It's it, been a couple of weeks since I've done it, but it felt really natural to fall back into it. It's, I mean, I just, I, in this time I've been kind of, I, I've been kind of, you know, using the uh, console commands to cheat my way through a lot of stuff because I don't, mm-hmm. just so I don't grind. I'm just like, oh, I want this really powerful weapon right now. Well, I'm, I'll get it. I don't care. I just kind of want to explore the world again. It's always just, now I can jump on top of rooftops because I changed the jump height and stuff. It's just dumb, dumb stuff like that, but it's still fun. Um, I don't know. I haven't really done, other than that, I edited a lot of podcasts. I'm watching wrestling tonight. Elimination Chamber on the road to WrestleMania. I'm ex- I'm actually pretty excited about WrestleMania this year, which is generally not the case. Generally, I watch WrestleMania like out of a case of like obligation. And this year, mm. I'm actually excited. I'm like, hey, things like I'm interested in every every how everything's going to turn out, even if I don't necessarily agree with it all. But I am still very interested in it. it. And it's probably it will be probably eight hours long, and I'll be blind drunk by the time of the, by the time it's over. But whatever, 
I'll have fun. I uh, I look forward to your barrage of drunk live tweets. Yeah, that's... about shit that I don't I don't know or care about. <laughs> I generally do tag them with the 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 hashtag of the pay per view, so you can mute that hashtag if you have the. You did. Twitter. You did. Uh, you did not last time. No, I. I. I'm subscribed to you. I get all of your tweets instantly. Oh, good. Good. Let me try right now. Eric is a dummy. Well, my phone is not in the room. I. I I'm. I'm sure I will see it. I will fave that later. I didn't. I didn't tweet that. I'll, I'll retweet it. But that's it. I haven't done a bunch. Haven't got any new games. Nothing. Nothing uh, really stand out to me. I want to really, really want a PS4 now because there's multiple games that come out for the PS4 this week or last week that I want to play, but that'll have to wait. I got a wild hair up my ass and checked out the world record holder. There was actually a new world record in early January for uh, Devil Daggers. I imagine it's insane. It was definitely insane. I, that, there's I, there's I, all kinds of crap. <laughs> That's the, the, the skulls and the, the, all kinds of spider monsters and flying viscera and all like looks like it came from a quick game, 1996. That flies at your face. I tried to I go back and play that. I could not get over a minute. It, you those people are, I don't know monsters. Yeah, they they have. Uh, very good reflexes and are willing to practice that probably for a long time. The uh, the current uh, the current record holder appears to be this guy Sojik. He uh, surpassed Dracu. There was one that he uploaded in January, and I haven't seen the newer one since. Mm-hmm. Looks like nine six nine. Jeez. Is his uh, his number of seconds? They've wiped those leaderboards a few times too. Have they really? Yeah, because yeah, this was uploaded January fourteenth. They re- they every time they rebalance stuff, uh, they wipe the leaderboards. I think they've done it twice, two or three times, I think. But it's it's always the same crew that's up near the top. Oh, of course, they're gonna figure out what's different and then immediately tackle it. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's all I got for now. Nothing super exciting. Ready to talk about uh, many things in Shutter? Probably. It's got a lot of things in it, doesn't it? Has it has many things in it. Uh, that'll do it for checking in. We will move on to our final segment. It is time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work and discuss it in depth like you would a book club, except it is a comic book. Best idea yeah, ever. I know. And we're the only ones who do it and the only ones who will ever do it. We're the handsomest ones that do it. I mean, that that's fair. I think that is a 100% accurate statement. Mm-hmm. This week, we are discussing Shudder, volumes one through four, by Joe Keating and Layla Del Duca. Uh, we read a, a couple issues early on in this book, which which is years ago at this point. Which mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's that old, but it's no. been going for years now. Uh, it started in 2014, and it is now 2017. <laughs> um. I think it's interesting that we just read Saga. Yeah, this is this is kind of like the Malto meal version of Saga a little bit. Yeah, and I don't want to degrade it because I think that I don't know if I want to encapsulate this book. Uh, it's a very good comic that kind of doesn't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, I think I think that's that that is close to my feelings as well. I think yeah. that I 
I think this book has a lot of really, really cool things in it, and it ha- it is very audacious in places. Mm-hmm. But it also is loose and unfocused at times mm-hmm. and thematically jumps around a lot. And I wish it was a little tighter. I think that's my, yeah. would be my complaint. It certainly has a lot of things from saga in it. Like mm-hmm. not necessarily like, Hey, this plot point is a direct thing that they stole or something, but it's more like a crazy fantastical world with creatures and, and people that are inspired, like that are animals or, you know, that are weird robot things or like, we don't know what they are, honestly. Like there's no, mm-hmm. they, there's no rules. They, they really literally explain almost nothing in this. They explain a little bit the, the, the cat people mm-hmm. because they go to their home world. Right. And they explain the robot cats. Yeah. But yeah. everything else is just like, well, there's fish people and everything's here and, there's there's no explanation of why any of this shit exists. It's the kind of thing that you kind of have to shrug at, and it's part of your suspension of disbelief, I suppose. And I know that's a dumb thing to say about a uh, a fucking comic book with alligator men in it, mm-hmm. but it's I don't know. You just have to be like, well, that's what this book is. It's not going to explain any of this stuff. It's just. Matter of fact, and I don't know, shrug it off, but it does kind of lend to it being too chaotic. Yeah, it's part of it. It's certainly not all of it, but it certainly is part of it. Um, it, it, like, I think the way the world works is the closest thing to Saga. It, mm-hmm. There is, like, the, it, the, the, like, the main, like, the plot itself is not like saga really no it, it is a it is we're following it's me- it's it's messy yeah following it's, i mean kate is our main character and we are mm-hmm. following her that and like at least for most of it there are portions later on that we start following all the gigantic cast like by mm-hmm. the third volume of this thing there are at least a dozen characters in it that we have names like that are we are part of the story that we're jumping around between, uh, which it, I don't know. It has kind of, I, I think after I, I guess cemented opinion, an opinion now about like things like the red wedding. Mm-hmm. Cause we talked about this a little bit in walking dead as well. When we read the walking dead and it, it happened in game of thrones in in whatever the third book was, right? Red Wedding's in the third book, right? Yeah. Uh, Winds, no, uh, I can't remember at this point. Face for Crows? Maybe, yeah, I think I think that's right. Um, where there's a giant cast and like, hey, we're introducing all these characters and they all have relationships and we, and they're, they're, they're interesting. And then there's an event that kills off a good chunk of them. Mm-hmm. And feels like immediately when that scene that like that scene happens at the very you end mean of, in the, in the, volume, the end of book four yeah the very end of our what we read where uh, like a, there's a a red wedding as scene where everyone's partying and then murders in this, uh, including like a one of kate's brothers you know that's there i think family is one of the like thematically one of the things in it 
Um, again, although it's kind of messy, like we, we see him get killed and other characters, like all these other characters that are like in this group, but are never really introduced. And it, I don't really appreciate that anymore. Mm. I don't like, I do, I like there, I do have that surface level reaction of like, oh no, they killed that character. And then I have another, Mm -hmm. another reaction where I'm like, but why, why is this happening? Like, I don't know. It, it, it has happened enough in popular culture now, like people talking about, you know, the memes about Harry Potter and, uh, in JK Rowling killing her characters and then compared to George RR R. Martin and then compared to Joss Whedon and like them, them, like the memes about killing off characters to hurt people. I'm, it's like it has injected a sense of artificiality into it. Yeah. I think, um, so we, we've gotten to a point where, yeah, the, the, the novelty of it, the, 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 we kind of have felt for many, many years that characters were precious. And I don't know if it was sitcoms or just all action, just the characters were there and they were all invincible, mm-hmm. you know? And I think the George R. R. Martins, it's, it doesn't feel, I mean, it's, yeah, who fucking cares about the Red Wedding? And I'm not impressed with this either. Like it feels so, put on but it is an interesting break yeah i don't know i don't know that i want to read because it says that's the end of whatever it didn't say yeah act two yeah so end um, end of act end of act two is there a is this a three-act story who knows yeah who knows it could be i don't know that i want to read this much more of this that it ends like this like i felt like it was gonna end in this book I don't know. It, it's a hard line to walk that characters can't be, it can't be too easy for them. And it probably shouldn't just be ridiculous hardship because that can also be done really clumsily. I, I just don't like, why are these characters introduced and then to die? Like, the mm-hmm. like if you're gonna bring in characters and then kill off a slew of them. Not just like have like one death can be meaningful if there's, if it's like, but this is just at the end, it's just like, Hey, we're going to meet this dude and he betrays us. Like, but why, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Anything like what, like is, what is that? Intri- like betrayal has not been an important part of this at all. Like it feels like it, it doesn't feel like subterfuge is really in, been involved in this story up to this point. It feels very much like everything is very surface level aggression and like it's in its open warfare between, uh, Prospero and the Christophers, I guess, which I think I don't see. That's the thing. Like I am, they don't do a very good job as establishing mm-hmm. who, who is doing what for why. Like I understand what Kate's stakes are, but then she has a sister and then she, you know, she has a lot of brothers and sisters, which is kind of the, like that. I like if it was just about hey, this family and trying to piece them back together, I I go okay. Or if it's a theme about her constantly just wanting to make her own decisions, like I think that's another theme in this thing. It's very much about other people making decisions for her mm-hmm. and her trying to reject that and with anger and and you know rebellious rebelliousness. But then on top of it, there's I st- these like uh, you know an Illuminati esque like world deciding decision group. Are do they have powers? Yeah. Okay. She's she gets magic cast on her. 
and it erases her right that's memory true. and yeah because there's also that scene where they they have technology and we give it to society when we think they need it like so i'm like is it i was just very confused along the way of like who like what how do they do these things like they have technology okay yeah. but then they also have magic i'm i was i was it's very not, perplexed it's not, yeah it's not super well defined uh so like and then the roles of the her father and all of his children and what what is it's strange to me like how much I like this comic despite the fact that it makes mm-hmm. no sense at times. Yeah. Because I think it has a lot of really cool stuff in it. Uh mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is at the feet of Leila Del Duca, uh who's I think art like kind of carries a lot of it. Uh I think there's there's truth to that. I don't even necessarily always like the way that she draws the characters, but these pages are fucking beautiful. And and it's not I don't know. I, I obviously the, the the writing is a part of some of it, but mm-hmm. the plotting of it is yeah. really messy and yes. all over the place. Uh I think that it's got they've created good characters and they write good dialogue. And they have some very good scenes in it, but it, it also has like a lot of really fun ideas, you know. I think there's the, the 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 writers doing a lot of very good things, but yeah, structurally it's a mess. It's got a completely nonsensical shape that is kind of hard to deal with. It it feels like it. it I don't know. I, I don't want to use the word filler. Mm-hmm. But they're like that t- when she suddenly gets uh, amnesia. I'm like, wait, why? Why is this? Like, is this the? Was this really important? Like for her to to d- j- lose her memory and then immediately get it back? And like, I just yeah. don't like. It just seems like a a weird veer off course. Like, why? Why is this happening? Or when some of the the breaks at the end of what are obviously issues feel very artificially dramatic like when she gets stabbed by her sister why did she stab her she's okay Mm -hmm. she she's angry at her i get it but yeah everyone's motivations feel really weird at times you know they they shift pretty radically after they're introduced it it's uh, it's very strange. Like that's the thing that, that I think that was the one thing that stood out to me the most. That and the amnesia. But she stabs Kate, and then the next issue, Kate's oh I'm bandaged, but she's fine. I'm like you just got mm-hmm. stabbed in the stomach with a big knife that you just don't heal up. Like it it that is that is like hey I could probably die because I need because I have internal bleeding. Like it's not I, I feel like the violence. And it is really effective at times. Like whenever there's a violent scene, I I think because it's being done to like what are effectively cartoony characters, mm-hmm. it really sells like how dramatic it is. Like people getting ripped open and intestines spilling out from like what is a, effectively like a Looney Tunes character sells it. It does a good job, but it the violence is not Looney Tunes. It's not cartoon violence. It is real violence. And you can't just back off of that after she gets like, what is what effectively, what is different between what had happened to her and what happened to her brother at the very end of this? Like they both got stabbed, impaled, but she is fine after like, she just wakes up and she's fine. And Mm -hmm. then they're on a team together. Like, isn't she angry that she just got stabbed? 
Like, she's so angry a lot of this comic, and then she's yeah. just, okay, cool, yeah, I'll partner up with you. Um, you can stab her, just don't tell her what to do. Yeah, exactly. I'm fine with being stabbed. But don't tell me that I can't be a photographer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very meandering. Yeah. Very meandering. Uh, I do, like, but... I don't, yeah, I, like, I, but I really enjoyed the, uh, like, the audacity of a lot of the way they told the story and the way Del Duca's art changes style, you know, between, mm-hmm. like, they're yeah, doing she, those she origin puts in stories. The, the, yeah, she puts in the 1010 reference. She puts in the, the whole page of, uh, Sunday Funnies, the, the, the mice guys that look like Cinderella. Yeah, it, it has, it, it, it it goes through a lot of different animate, like the history of comics and cartooning and animation. Mm -hmm. And it's really fascinating. I think I agree that sometimes I don't necessarily like how a character is drawn from time to time, but I think I would happily trade like a versatility of style and going for certain, like it feels like this comic is going for it. Like it is like, I think to it's to it's like to both it's, good and ill i think that's like it it feels like look at all this crazy stuff happening and we were like covering so many ideas and a lot of them are really interesting and fun and then a lot of them are messy and we yeah they just sort of stop or it goes away or we ignore it it's weird it is weird um it the way that it it would make me lead to believe that it it is very much like we need to get from here to here. What do we want to put in there? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of it is written or how much of it is up to you know the their collaboration. You know, but the way that the, there's an act structure that makes me believe that there's like a concrete end at some point. Like after this many acts, this story ends. I, I, but I don't think I can deal with a madcap adventure for that long like it is paced so quickly a lot of the time i don't necessarily want that pace for 60 issues or whatever you know i i want it to like you said it feels like there was a conclusion coming to a certain degree and then it just goes no now we are gonna i i I, this what are the stakes i feel like it's it's I feel like they've changed their mind about what this book is a lot. Like it was going one direction. It changes radically. This guy, like I'm looking at the lion guy in mm-hmm. the first issue and he's like a gang leader who, and how he is completely indistinguishable from the character that he is when he dies in like book three or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not even similar. No. And I was actually quite disappointed mm-hmm. by I thought that was very interesting that like when he was sad and he yeah. then became mute, like I, yeah. and he was like, he went and stopped in a record store and then his partner killed everyone because they couldn't have mm-hmm. witnesses. I thought that was an interesting turn for that character. And you, he suddenly, he gets killed or uh, ghastly wounded at least. Yeah. Which that's another thing. Like again, with the violence, it's like he is, he somehow survives, but we're led. Maybe all those people at the end of uh, the fourth book will live because it seems like there's no limit to the medical technology for the most part, unless someone is completely mm-hmm. obliterated. But it, when we next see him, he is gig- How did they get so big? I don't know. Cause they are just big. And I don't 
think I don't remember seeing why they're so big. You know what? Uh, what this makes me think of two things that I'd compare it to, and you never really read too much One Piece. No, not not really. Just that bit we, we read. We for read, the podcast. yeah, we read, we read the Arlong arc all that time ago. But the thing that One Piece is kind of like a curated collection of wild ass ideas. And that's kind of what this comic is too, except Oda, Oda at his best could write a good, a good story around those wild ass ideas. He could get to the heart of it, tell a story, story ends, you move on to the next, the next character arc, you know, and it revolves around central ideas. I don't know what it's turned into when I was reading the prison arc. I thought it was getting really messy. Um, but it also makes me think of the wake. Yeah. Which kind of didn't know what the fuck it was. I, I but think was good and entertaining. And I don't know. It was a <laughs> good book. That's flawed. Yeah. I think it's it. When saga first came out and started doing a similar thing where the world is fantastical and everything is interesting and exciting and all the characters are really fun and it's, you know, there's a lion cat and there's a little seal dude. And like, you know, there's these characters that don't make sense in our world, make sense in this world. Mm -hmm. That story is always rooted around Hazel and yeah. her parents, you know, effectively, at least at least for the bit we're seeing, you know, who knows what will happen as Hazel grows up. This story doesn't feel as rooted to a singular thing. Mm -hmm. It feels like it is rooted to a half a dozen things. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily know. Like, I think if it was rooted just around Kate dealing with the legacy of her father and whatever that legacy may be, including all those children that he's abandoned and all that, like if it was direct, like he becomes an afterthought for a large part of these stories. Like he's, he just pops in. Like, mm -hmm. and it feels like he, he's vitally important and we literally don't see them interact until the very end of this, this last book, you know, years into this story, we don't see them meet in the present day for years. And I wish that there, I wish I could say there was a, a reason they, that that was postponed. Like I, I, like if there was. A reason they were building there, – there was a build towards them meeting this late in the story, it seems. I wouldn't be as critical about it, but it feels very arbitrary that mm -hmm. he just pops in now, right after half these people are murdered. Uh, it's just – it's very clear that they're just like hard break. Here's a shift. I don't – It's nonsense. I don't – it's – it's it is the seams. Whenever I see a, the seams in yeah. a story, I – it breaks my suspension to disbelief. The, it, the it, brush strokes, yes. It, yeah, it breaks my it, it breaks the immersion. Mm -hmm. And obviously, that's not the only thing I care about in a comic or any fiction. You know, I I also want to be I like I find charm in craft, regardless of whatever medium they're using. So Del Duca's art and the variety of style and the way she depicts the the. That insane world, the fantastical different characters, that adds appeal to me. I feel like the like the dialogue is good. I feel like all these characters, yeah. they they 
are differentiated both in in their design and in their the way they talk. Uh, I I think a lot of the backstories I find are like those little tiny origin stories we saw mm-hmm. are really good a lot of the time. I really liked that one issue where they were telling like showing the three different siblings reading their histories simultaneously. Like I I really like that. You know, and this is this is also a thing that we said before, but I'll I'll frame it in a way that makes me look bad. Okay. Um, that I was thinking about some designers that I work with and how their style is very very minimalistic, where mine is like, well, let me just put more stuff in, put more stuff in, put more stuff in, and it finally seems to work when I've put a bunch of stuff in there, and that's kind of what this is that it could really, it could stand for some paring down, for some simplicity. There's there's a lot of things in there that, like, I like this subplot with the old girlfriend. Yeah. But what good has she been in this story? And yeah. she got her fucking hand cut off. Yeah, that's the, yeah, exactly. Jamie Lannister herself. Yeah, she's done. Huckleberry. I, I like that she's called Huckleberry. I do too. Like, it's, she's like weird lizard skin cowboy girl. Yep. It's, it's odd. But I feel like they don't do enough to justify why she's a weird skin cowgirl. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's all kinds of things like that in this yeah, book. There's, I, there's, there's guns that don't fire. There's all kinds of shit that makes 0% sense. Like, if you are going to have something a character like her be a main character and certainly she is a main character when there is a whole issue basically about their relationship mm-hmm. i you have to give me context that ma- makes her make sense the best friend also very superfluous yeah i love how the lion guy is obsessed with amy man though that is the <laughs> fucking cutest goddamn thing well you mean the first version huh you mean the first version of the lion man no, he's in it, it, like you go when he goes back home. Does he have he's Amy Man stuff? He's in his yeah. He's in his old oh, okay. room. All right, I didn't notice. That. And he's got like four Amy Man posters, five, six. He's got a ton of Amy Man posters, and that was the album he was buying when when uh, Comic Book Guy got killed in in the record store. Yeah, I saw that. That was he was buying an Amy Man record. I'm like, okay, yeah. No, I thought I thought that was that stood out to me. I'm like, oh, that's that's cute, and then it shows his room, and I'm like, oh, I. Amy Mann is a yes. is a crystal gem. <laughs> uh, it's it's a, a, a giant scatter shot of ideas. It's a shotgun yeah, blast. Yes, it is. Of like really and, and like. I think for the best and for the worst. Like, I think that a lot of those ideas are great and fun. And a lot of them are half-assed and, like, disposable. Mm-hmm. And especially when you – when I think that about your comic, about your story, is that a lot of this stuff is unnecessary, is fluff. And then you have a giant scene where a lot of people are murdered for, you know, a really no big reason – Mm-hmm. It makes me go, well, that's like, oh, a giant garbage disposal. I don't want to have to deal with these four characters anymore. So now they're all dead. Yep. It, it, it feels wasteful. Like I should not, I shouldn't think about that when I'm reading this comic. I should be immediately struck by the tragedy of the moment. 
but I didn't think – I wasn't thinking, oh, no, those people are dead. I'm like, oh, no. I, I immediately thought, well, that makes sense. There were way too many characters in this. Mm-hmm. Like I re- like I am still very intrigued by this, and I think at some, I like probably when it ends, I'll I'll read it the whole thing, uh, either in this podcast or independently, regardless. Like, but I it's I hope that it tightens up so much because I think at this point it is a good comic that has like I think that the art carries it for me, like not and not just like the quality of the art, but the expansiveness of it and the styles changes and the weird audacious choices in the storytelling, which, you know, is writing as well. But I like the plot. I don't care because it doesn't mean it like it's so meaningless. Like, yeah, it is, it is like there's a war, but I'm like, I don't why I don't care about this. I care about her and her family. Like, I don't why are they fighting yeah. someone like this comic? I think would be even would probably be interest more interesting than if like her mother being one of the red Prospero people like that's the only thing that's in compelling to me about them. I don't care about some giant Illuminati thing. Like, why are we even fighting them? Why do they not like the Christophers? I don't remember. And it, it doesn't really matter. Like, I care about Kate and her father's relationship because I think that's still the core of it. But it's gone mm-hmm. so far off of it at times. I'm just like, what? I, 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 these characters are interesting because you're the, the dialogue and how they're built up is interesting. But do, do they belong in this comic? Like, can't we, couldn't you just do a different comic that's about them? Yeah. That's like, I, I feel that's a, a, a skill and a talent that, I don't think enough people appreciate is not including just more stuff. Even like, I think that goes back to your analogy, like including more stuff, even if it's good, isn't necessarily the best thing you could do, but it's always, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I wonder if they have it like it with the structure. It feels like they have it in mind, but do they, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think this book needed some heavy edits. I wish it was – it's supposed to be adventure comic-y, and I wish it was more of that. Yeah, I agree. And it, 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 it tries to be, and I see the inspiration. It just feels like one chaotic thing after another and not like, well, here's an adventure when we're in Rome. Here's an adventure where we're in Portugal. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that. I would have greatly preferred that. It – I you know, it – People have compared her to like Lara Croft, like a, she's Indiana Jones, whatever you know, adventurer. And I think that works at least as an adventure, anyway. Yeah, but you know, she well, she was, and then she retired. You know, like that's yeah. effectively what like the ba- where we start. But it just made me think of the criticisms of the the, the newly rebooted Tomb Raider franchise of the mm-hmm. ver- of that first game that was just Tomb Raider, where they do a lot right, but then it devolves into Lara killing a lot of dudes and you get away from the tomb raiding part. Like the, like the combat in the Indiana Jones movie, like him fighting Nazis or whatever is relatively sparse and are generally mm-hmm. like big set pieces, like with on a boat or in a sewer or on like with an airplane nearby or whatever. You know, it's not like they're engaging in warfare they're not like mustering troops, which it feels like that's what's happening, you know, at four where they like with contact all the brothers and sisters and let's declare war. Mm-hmm. And But why? Why are you doing this? Why? 
I was I was reading it as we're going to end this book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then And then I didn't get that. No, it did not end. It looked it went end of act two. I'm like, well that means at least one more at least two more trades if it's just a three act story, but I mean that it would make sense if there's one more act. Because of the you know, fairly standard three act structure is second act ends with tragedy, with sad, with darkness, and third act ends with triumph. I don't know. I feel like I am criticizing this book more than my. Yeah, we've, my... we've criticized the shit out of this book, and it's it is a far better than average comic book. No, it has. I I don't want to just say that it's. It, I think I just it's easier to talk about what it does wrong than what it does right. Yeah. Uh, like I think that I think the wake is a good a good comic book. I think this is better than the wake. I do think this is better than the wake. Uh, the wake is also yeah. only ten issues long. Which I, I actually keep I, I count among its pros, not its cons. Mm-hmm. Um, this is I, I think more and more my like length of a comic story is like one of my main con- like points of contention about if I want to like if I want to say yes, read it. Uh, like it is why I like superhero comics are really hard to recommend unless you're just saying this read this arc. Like, because superhero comics are inherently not self-contained in in Marvel and DC, especially. Like, they are inherently part of a greater universe. Like in indie comics, one of their greatest pros to me is, "Hey, this is a self-contained story. We're not building universe. We're telling a story involving these characters." And it's the thing when we talked about with The Walking Dead again is, I I, I need to know an endings in mind. Because that's why – that's part of the reason I'm reading this is because I can be told a story and then it's over. I don't – I don't. this isn't a video game where I want to play it for 300 hours. You know, I, I'm i fine with it being small. Mm. Yeah. I don't know that as much as it's about being small, I just want it to have a point that's not, hey, I'm Robert Kirkman's gravy train. <laughs> I, I, I think that I, – I love Dragon Ball, but I wish – there's a lot of stuff in dragon ball z that happened in the later parts and there's even good stuff in in the stuff that's happening now but but i don't know that it needs to all be there i don't know no but i i things things don't need to things need to feel important i think when you have a billion of something it (laughs) feels a lot less important yeah i think if if plot is the most important thing to you in a comic this is one to avoid but I would still, I, I don't, I would still recommend it to people. I would still, like, it still does a lot right and still has a lot of really fantastical and crazy stuff in it that doesn't all come together through at least what out, is out now. Like, maybe, maybe we'll get to the end of this thing and be like, oh, of course, all of it makes sense now. But I just have a hard time believing that because of the way it's been plotted so far. But, like... I, I really like the art. I really like the stylistic choices. I really like the storytelling in it. Uh, I think all of those things are executed really, really well and are really mm-hmm. like inventive and fun and interesting. It's just that the story is lost along the way. And I think that it's, it's hard to not read story first and foremost in everything. But I I would still say yes, read this comic, but don't go in expecting 
it to make a lot of sense necessarily. Yeah, it, it 100% does not. You can explain it all day long and perfectly, but it's, I don't know. It, it, it it's, it's fine that it's a crazy meandering mess. It's still very good. Yes, it is still very it's good. It's just, you know, it's the easiest. It's an obvious criticism. I think, I it's think. It's an obvious problem that it has. I think it makes me, like, I, I am, I am, I, I repeat those criticisms because it is the thing keeping this from being a great comic. I think if it was yeah. tighter, if it was tighter about what it's doing, mm-hmm. it would have been, it would be a masterpiece. It would be tremendous. It'd be, well, I mean, um, it would be, it would be saga. Yeah, it would be saga. That's the, that's the literal difference is, like, I think Joe Keating is a good writer and could, um, you know, over time be like a thoroughly amazing writer. This is like a, this is a, a far above average comic book. But Brian K. Vaughn is one of the best comic book writers that has ever lived, like, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, Saga is a goddamned masterpiece. Um, and he, I, I don't know. The man has fucking superpowers. <laughs> um, he does basically everything that this book does, but he does it pitch perfect every time, somehow. I, somehow. Yeah, I feel like this book is, uh, it's, it, it, it's fun and exciting, but, because it is so nonsensical at times, it is harder mm-hmm. for me to like buy in. Yeah. Uh, like, and I, and that's a lot of stuff. Like, I go, I can clearly see the talent in this and all the amazing things it does, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I would, I really like, I'm an easy sell in that I really like the dumb alarm cat, Cassius. Oh, he's great. He's, no, he's awesome. He's really cool. How he turns into Tetsuo, apparently. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but that is 100% correct. Oh, you didn't you didn't notice the cover that she took it, uh it wasn't it it was actually Akira in the chair, but it they she drew him as uh, Akira in the chair. Oh, I didn't see that. I know I yeah, missed it's, it. It's it's so she even wrote after um uh why can't I think of his goddamn name? Uh, uh I want to say Tetsuka and I'm wrong. Tell me the name of the guy. I have the book right here. Do I do I really have to look? Uh, Katsuhiro Otomo. God damn it! I didn't know what you were asking. <laughs> you listened. You could have figured it out from context. I feel pretty certain. I was no. talking about Akira. I just I felt like you know I just had to let you finish and then if you just the... wanted me to feel awkward, that was your real goal. Fuck you. Well, I mean, it's always my goal, honestly. I know. Garnet wouldn't do that. <sighs> Again, you ascribed that to me. I did not pick. I know. Her. You're Peridot, and I'm, I'm Lapis, I'm Bob. I don't know. It. it I'm interested to see how this ends. I'm on board for that. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what it's gonna be, and I don't. I don't find as much fun in just in like wandering as yeah. I, as I used to. I think. It, well, it, I think wandering can be fun if it's lighthearted. This is not lighthearted. This is no. serious. It is. Yeah, I think you know that tonal that that is tonally important as well. You mm-hmm. know, which is also I think that 
like not nearly as much I mean, as the plot, but it, there's right. there's certainly tonal shifts in this thing, which are like a roller coaster ride of like, no, this is a very fun and light thing, and then suddenly people are chopped in half, and I'm like, oh. case in point, um, Diesel mm-hmm. is like a JRPG adventure comic. Mm-hmm. It is literally about wandering around and weird stuff happening to the characters. Works better than this, I think. You know? Diesel's very good. Diesel's very good. This is very good. This is very good. Don't know that I want to read the next ones. Okay, I tell I you. I, I, might, I, might, I might be done. How about I tell you that there are two more trades? Are you on mm-hmm. board? I would I would consider it. I think I'm, I'm there with you that if, hey, there's two more trades, I go, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But if you tell me there's six more trades, I go, hmm. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I would, I'm, the curiosity might get the best of me just because I want to see all the very fun and inventive and exciting methods of storytelling and, and stuff. But I, 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 in the end, I do want a cohesive story. I want, I want, like, I want to see what this, what this character is, what is their end? Happy or bad or whatever. I need to, I want that. And I, I, want that in my in my comic book uh even if it is i don't know it's it, it i think in a com in comics it is even less important i think than a lot of other media uh because you can get such value out of the art mm-hmm. but even still yeah i don't think anyone gives a shit about your cinematography i mean i guess people do like holy mountain you know yeah in jodorowsky movies mm-hmm. do you see that mondo put out a jodorowsky statue or figure they put out all kinds of stuff from El Topo. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. They're they're strange. The stuff they do. I I don't. I would still. I would still suggest Shutter. I just wouldn't. I would say expect insanity and nothing else. Yeah. And great artwork. Yeah. Great fun characters, but not really good plot. You know, mm-hmm. this caveat there. But did you notice that in that uh that the I don't know I think there's a there's a couple parts of this where we get like meta like panels of the drawings themselves as like mm-hmm. this as a work of when she art. She takes acid and yeah. it shows the script and it shows uh, Del Duca drawing the the panel that happens after the next page and what what was your question about? Uh, no, that, I was though? just gonna say like there's a the only other comic that I noticed in those scenes is Ringside, which is also a Joe Keating written comic book. Oh, okay, yeah. But I just I knew I knew we had read other Joe Keating because the name sounded very familiar. Yeah. So Ringside, huh? Yes. I don't. know. I still would say this is still a very good comic. It's just not a masterpiece. It's, it's not great. It, no, it is flawed as mm-hmm. uh. As they say. As they. The ubiquitous ones. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what my dad would always say. Sure. Whenever, whenever you, you know, whenever you talk about the mysterious they. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's always, he would always addend the ubiquitous ones. He'd probably do it. If I called him right now and did it, he'd probably say that too. (laughs) I don't know. That just popped in my head. (laughs) It just made you think of your dad. He did make, now think about your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Never, I can't imagine my dad saying the word ubiquitous. <laughs> it's not a word my dad uses a lot, but that is the—I think—that's the only time he ever uses it. And he uses it always. Anything else you want to add, Eric? Anything else you want to mention? No. Okay. Well, that'll do it mm-hmm. for Shutter by Joe Kidding and Layla Del Duca. Next week we'll be reading 
spread volumes one and two, Justin Jordan, Kyle Strom, uh, lone wolf and cub meets the thing. Lone thing and cub. Lone thing and cub. Uh, I've been looking forward to reading this for a while. I'm glad to, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Cool. Cool. I think that'll do it for us. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Uh, links there to Facebook, facebook.com slash Hour, Twitter at HBC Hour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Any of those places, uh, follow, like us. If you, if, if you are a fan, we do appreciate it. If you take a few moments, give us a five star review, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast, podcast service you use. It really helps us out, helps new people find the show. Obviously telling your friends, word of mouth is also greatly appreciated. You can find me on Twitter at MixmasterCheryl. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Well, that's a super good question. You can go to freewillunlimited.com to see my portfolio. And you can go to ericzgoodnight.com to see uh, many of the other things I get up to, including my Instagram, where I am at easygoodnight, and my Twitter, where I am at Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. With that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. (laughs) 